Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Thursday, October the 20th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, batten, which means to fasten with or as if with supports. Batten. Hope everyone's enjoying that Thursday. End of the work week is almost here. It is upon us. One more day left. One more day left. Uh, temperature here in North Carolina, cold, cold, cold. Temps have gotten down into the 30s at night. Some places have gotten 33, 34, even 32. Some folks have gotten a frost warning or straight up frost. But a warm-up is coming this weekend. Temperature's supposed to uh, get back up into the upper 70s. Man, got to love that cold air. Uh, kind of takes your breath away when you go out first thing in the morning. Man, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, fall in the South. It is the fall in the South. Man, got to love it. All right, let's move along here, man. Uh, Thursday night football tonight. Uh, the New Orleans Saints versus the Arizona Cardinals. And once again, I don't know how good that's, that game's going to be. I just don't. I just don't. Uh, Amazon Prime. You guys got to do better. You in the NFL, y'all got to do better. Y'all got to start putting uh, some good teams on these games, man, especially if folks are paying and they aren't too happy. <laughs> A lot of people aren't too happy with the quality and of games that have been on. Uh, most notable, those Denver Broncos, folks aren't too happy about that. Russell Wilson, they're saying, hey, no way. I don't want to see the Denver Broncos or the Seattle Seahawks either. They just don't. Uh, they don't want to see Denver, don't want to see uh, most, you know, the Arizona Cardinals with Murray. They don't want to see that either. Amazon Prime in the NFL, you guys got to work it out. <laughs> Better work it out quick before you lose some members. All right, now let's move on here also. Man, the NBA has started. The National Basketball Association season has started. And last night, uh, there were many games, but two games that caught my attention. Man, the New York Knicks versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies, I'm sorry. Uh, had to go into overtime. The Grizzlies finally pulled it off, 115-112 to 112 over the Knicks. And, of course, if you're a Knicks fan, Randall, hey, he did what he could. He did what he could. He forced that overtime. He had been playing well all game. Uh, and then uh, Morant and Memphis just, hey. They, they have a, a, a supporting squad around Moran. Unlike the Knicks around Randall, Randall needs some help. Uh, Knicks are a pretty good squad. I got to give them that. But they need some help. They do. They just do. They just do. And another game that was somewhat surprising to me, I don't know about you, the New Orleans Pelicans. That sounds odd. Versus the Brooklyn Nets. The Pelicans won 130 to 108 over the Brooklyn Nets in that super team. Man, like I always say, these super teams, uh, they aren't looking so tough because it looks like the Brooklyn Nets are picking up right where they left off last year. Losing. <laughs> they just are. They just are. Uh, but Zion Williamson, he looks good. He looks like he's back and he's healthy. He, he, he just does. I mean, hey, he's uh, running the floor good. He's down in that paint. He's controlling, dominating in the inside that paint. Good uh, passing. Eyes are always up, and he's moving. He's moving around the floor. He's looking pretty good. Looks like he's back to where he should be. 
Uh, that one time, uh, one year, I should say, Duke standout, ACC standout. He's back. Man, looks pretty good, too. Uh, let's go back one night because uh, in another team that looks like they're picking up right where they left off last year, or two teams, one is winning and one is losing. <laughs> The Los Angeles Lakers versus the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors won 123 to 109. Yeah, LeBron, he still needs some help out there. He just does. Because I, I'm going to tell you, Russell Wilson did pretty good. Um, but we all know Russell Wilson is on again, off again. You never know which one you're going to get. But uh, he looked pretty good. He just did. He just did. So, uh, yeah, the Lakers need some help. Uh, LeBron needs some help. Um uh, how long will it be before Anthony Davis goes out with another injury? <laughs> uh, uh, Steph Curry and the Warriors, they put in some work, and they look pretty good doing it. I got to say, I got to say, folks, I got to say, they just did. So it looks like they're, they are re, uh, returning back to their, where they picked up where they left. They left off last year winning, and the Lakers are picked up, picked back, back, picked back up where they left off last year losing. <laughs> Uh, they just are. I'm a Lakers fan, but man, oh man, oh man, what in the entire world are you guys doing? Uh, those super teams, just like the Brooklyn Nets and now the Lakers, those super teams with all that talent uh, clearly shows it doesn't matter how much talent you have. If they can't work together as a one unit, it all goes for naught. And it, it's showing now. It just is. We'll see how the season goes. Uh the season is still young. We will see how the season goes. Uh, also, looks like, uh, man, Putin. <laughs> uh, Putin. Now, Putin has put four of those annex portions or regions of Ukraine under martial law Wednesday. He lowered the gavel. Uh, and under this martial law, there's going to be travel restrictions, uh, restrictions on public gatherings, tighter censorship, and uh Broader, broader authority for law enforcement agencies. No surprise there. That's Putin. That's just what he does. That's what Russia has always done. That's communism. Now, in, in a statement he released, he, he gave a well, he gave a speech on TV uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday night. He he says here, and I'm quoting: "We are working to solve very difficult, large-scale task to ensure Russia's security and safe future." to protect our people, hmm, end of quote. Now, this comes on the heels uh, Saturday. Apparently, there uh, was an attack at a military uh, firing range. Apparently, two men walked up, killed 11, injured 15, while um, these military personnel were, were training at this firing range. So Putin said, fine, if you guys want to do that, I'll put you under martial law, looks like. And man, well, that's pretty, uh, that, that, that says a lot right there. Two men just walked up uh, at a military firing range uh, with, with soldiers. They were, they were training, killed 11, injured 15. Man, so Putin says, fine, I put you guys under martial law. These four regions and, and there's certain parts of Russia he also put under martial law, if I'm not mistaken. So he he's he's pretty much saying to anybody that goes up, bucks up against them, it ain't gonna happen. One way or another, I will get you. Man, uh the as far as Russia goes, those uh 
parts or certain sections he's put under martial law, that's probably in response to those that are fleeing the country. Because as we all know, he's been getting a whole lot of backlash from Russian citizens that are saying, hey, this ain't our war. This is your mess. We want no parts of it. Uh, I I believe people are still fleeing the country. Wow. So I'll keep you guys updating on Putin. (laughs) Just will. I just will. Uh, Moving along here also, man, today, uh, Raleigh Police Department will be releasing its five-day report in response to uh, the investigation as to how it's going after that mass shooting last Thursday evening. Um, Like I said, the report will be released today. It's expected or predicted to, of course, uh, detail the victims, the condition of the surviving victim. Uh, that's the, the 59-year-old uh, that has been, that was, was in the hospital, uh, got shot in the head, and she's now in stable condition. She's been upgraded, so she's doing better. Praise God. And, of course, the condition of the shooter. It's still critical. And, and there, he's, of course, he, he has a gunshot wound to the head and gunshots, multiple gunshots to his body. So he's still in critical condition. Now, in this report, they're saying that it quite possibly, or chances are it will, the report will uh, identify the type of gun or guns used because there was a release of some police traffic in which they, you can hear Raleigh police describe that he has two guns, a hand and a shotgun. Another thing that's going to be in this report also, quite possibly, they're going to talk about the police response. Now, uh, many residents and and around that area or or stayed close to are questioning the response by Raleigh police department because they're saying they weren't notified of the situation while it was going on. So that's going to bring to the forefront, you know, like that next door neighbor app that many people use and that there's folks are saying, Hey, RPD needs to really get involved with that. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. Uh, This may sound strange coming from me, but I, I think Raleigh police department response was pretty good. Uh, they were utilizing an, an, an eyewitness 911 call. So wherever, like I said, wherever those 911 calls were coming from, they went to the area. They engaged the shooter. So uh, I'm not too sure what more could have been done as far as the response. I don't think, and maybe this is just me, I'm always out on that proverbial limb. I don't think when you have that type of situation going on, an active shooter, I don't think you have time to go to these apps and, and notify the neighbors. And if I was a neighbor and I was there, I heard the gunshots and I see uh, Raleigh Police Department running around with their guns out. I don't think I need you to tell me to stay in the house. I'm not going to go outside and join the melee and ruckus. Uh, one neighbor said, and it does kind of make sense because he said there was a gun range that's not too far away. So they didn't know if that was the gun range or if there was an active shooter. I can understand that, but uh, uh, common sense dictates a lot. Just does, just does. So I'll let you know what goes on with this five-day report. Man, certainly a strange time, strange world we are living in. Uh, looks like early voting is going to start here in North Carolina. Started this morning. Uh, those midterms, they're less than 20 days out. <laughs> the midterms are going to tell, tell the tale for a lot of these politicians, not just here in North Carolina, but, uh, throughout the United States, you know, you got that thing going on down there in, in Georgia with, uh, Herschel Walker and, and Warnock. And then you got that Senate seat down there. Senate fight down there, or governor fight down there, I'm sorry, governor fight down there between uh, Stacey Abrams and Governor Kemp. 
So that's going to be uh, Georgia's going to be a very interesting outcome. It's going to it's going to be a very interesting outcome. Uh, maybe it will shift that control of that House and Senate to Republicans, or maybe it'll stay with the Democrats. Because right now it's like what is it fifty forty nine something like that? It's pretty much split either way. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, the midterms are here. North Carolina is also like I said, it's a it's a battleground state. So we gotta gotta be attentive and go vote also with Sherry Beasley and Ted Butt. Uh, it's going on throughout this country. A lot of highly contested battleground states are having their midterms. So a lot of politicians got to put boots on the ground. Yeah, guys better. Guys better. All right, let's go get it. Um, I read a very interesting article. And it got me to thinking, and it also shows me uh, what kind of world we are living in. It's not like it used to be, to say the least. Now, uh, the state of Texas and uh, what they're doing is the Texas public and charter school system, uh, the entire state, and that's going to be 3.8 million kids, are going to be going home this month with uh, at-home child ID kits to collect fingerprints, DNA, saliva, and other identifying characteristics on these kids. Uh, We have that here in North Carolina, I I can remember, or something similar to that. A lot of states are using these, um, or have used these kits to identify missing kids. But now after these mass shootings or school shootings, the program, which goes back to 2021, where the state legislature... uh, uh, started uh, implementing. It's not mandatory. It's just vo- it's still voluntary. But came up with the idea. They went to this is some company that came up with these kits, and they're handing them out. So this goes back to 2021, but it has been delayed, and and now they're implementing this. Uh, quite possibly, it could have been delayed, maybe due to COVID, I guess. But uh, an interesting point was brought up. And this is why I say this is a different different world we are living in, different and difficult at the same time. Uh, some parents are questioning the reasoning and timing. Uh, now they're saying that they can understand, but the, the problem is the timing. Of course, we all know about the Uvalde shooting, and there was another one before the Uvalde shooting in uh, another part of Texas. I believe the same was Santa Fe or something like that. Uh, this push by the state legislature came about in 2021 uh, right after that other school shooting, but it was before Uvalde. Now, like I said, some parents are questioning the state's priority doing this, and they're questioning the timing and the reason. So here's why they're questioning the state's priority, and it does kind of make sense. It's a different time we're living in. Now, one parent has come out, and he's pretty much saying, uh, uh, quoting and paraphrasing, it's like the state is throwing their hands up. We can't do anything about the guns. We're not going to change the gun laws. So this is the next best best, next best thing these kids can be used for to ID your kids when they're involved in a school shooting. Wow. Is it? Yeah. So in addition to these kits being used for missing children, they're now going to be used to identify your child after he or she has been involved in a school shooting. These kids are going home to kids in 
uh, kindergarten through the eighth grade, by the way, 3.8 million kids. I wonder how many parents are going to actually use these kids. It, it makes you wonder and makes you think also and realize, I should say, makes you realize we are living in a different world. Things ain't the same. To think that these kids that were, I keep saying, hey, it was used for, it's supposed to be used for missing kids. Now it's going to be used to identify, or quite possibly can be used to identify your child if they've been involved uh, in a school shooting. You know, just like I, I, I understand the, 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 the gun laws that they need to be changed. And they're saying they want to put an age restriction on uh young kids being able to buy these guns i believe that one play one one is saying 18 another is saying 21 another group is saying 21 another group is saying 18. uh but i also gotta say and, and this may sound odd and strange but realistically and if we're thinking with a clear head here is the age restriction really going to help i just don't think so because a lot of these kids uh, or, or whatever or what happened when they do these these mass shooting or school shootings, they're getting these guns. But where are they getting these guns from? They aren't going to gun shows. Um, dare I say, Ma and Pa, Ma and Pa is buying it for them. Or Ma, Ma and Pa may leave their gun or guns unsecured so the kid goes right in and take it. There's already laws against that about uh, securing your firearm with minors. I, I, I just don't know. I understand the reasoning for uh, tightening those age restrictions for these guns. I get it, got it, understand it. But a lot of good that's going to do if Ma and Pa is buying these guns for their kids. A lot of them are. After these mass shootings, we now know Ma and Pa, they bought the gun. Or maybe the kids are, are going online. You know, there's been a lot of talk about these ghost guns, you know, where you can um, go buy the parts online and put the gun together yourself, yourself. So maybe they're using that. But I, I, I just I understand the reason for the, the age restrictions. Yeah, you can. At 18, I mean, to think someone at 18 can buy an assault rifle or any other long gun or any handgun for that matter. Uh, and and then go and do this type of harm. Uh, many are also saying at 18, if you're in the military, you, you can uh, hold in your possession a gun, a weapon of mass destruction, a long gun, assault rifle, whatever. Yeah, you can, but in the military, you're trained, and they won't release you until they know or, or they feel comfortable that you know how to use that gun and you know its purpose. So I, I don't think mom and pa's doing that. Um there's a long-standing taboo subject uh, in certain parts of this uh, society that we live in that talks about those parents that go out into the woods with their kids. Uh, they aren't just hunting. They're teaching their kids how to kill. And it looks like that's what we're up against now. You know, last week I talked about the possibility of a civil war as a result. Many, uh, a few North Carolinians here feel as though there quite possibly could be a civil war if the uh, one side doesn't get a particular outcome from these elections, midterms. So maybe, just maybe, maybe it's a naivete on my part. Maybe these parents are out there in the woods training these kids how to kill. They aren't training them how to hunt. You know, at one point in time, it was 
considered a, a, a great thing for uh, Paul to take his child out into the woods and teach him how to hunt his son. Now it looks like they're hunting for something else. You know, just like I told you with this kid last week here in North Carolina, that kid was hunting. He had been taught. Won't no damn video game. Won't no damn rap music. Won't no damn money. He had been taught how to hunt. He was popping in and out of that greenway, licking shots at people. Killed five. Injured two. And when they counted him, and when they, they closed in on him in that barn, by that point, police realized that he had two guns on him. Um, these kids... Yeah, they are kids, but they're being taught somehow, some way. And now to think that it's gotten so bad or it's gotten so trivial and controversial that a child ID kit that was supposed to be used when a child comes up missing is now going to be used in a public school to identify if that is your child of those that have been killed in a school shooting. The kids are going to stay at home with the parents, by the way. They are, I guess, the, the law enforcement will have to go to the parents and ask for those kids and run it, run the check. Mm. This is a most definitely difficult times that we are living in, sickening even. To have these kids and, and now they're going to be used to identify your child if they've been involved in a school shooting. What kind of world are we living in? Back to what that one parent said about it's like the state is throwing their hands up. Uh, they're pretty much saying we can't do anything about guns. We're not going to change the gun laws. This is what this is going to be the new purpose of the, the second purpose of these kits. Yeah, I, I think there's too much uh, as it relates to these gun laws. I think there's too much political side politicizing. I think there's too much not want to piss the NRA off that we know is in a lot of politicians' pockets. They just are. They contribute a lot of money to these politicians. So these politicians are reluctant reluctant to pass these gun laws. Oh, they're not reluctant. They're just flat out saying they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They see no purpose of it. I understand it to an extent, because just like I said, those age restrictions, yeah, they may work for some, but for the most part, these kids are getting these guns and learning how to use these guns from their parents. So in that respect, what good is that age restriction you want to do? Not too much of nothing, if you ask me. If mom and pa is pulling the strings. You know, back, I, I, I hate to go back to the, here in North Carolina. The parents finally came out and released a statement. They finally found an attorney. They released a statement through their attorney. And they pretty much said, just like what every parent says with these, their kid is a is the main contributing factor to a school shooting. They had no idea. They had no inclination that their son would do something like this. By the way, not only did he kill a, a total of five, but one of those five was his 16-year-old brother. Shot his brother. Killed him. One of the five victims. Like I said, I... Where did he get the gun? Maybe he has a fake ID. Doubt that. Who got the gun for? Mom and Paul. Yep, Mom and Paul. Who taught him? Ma and or Paul. But now it appears here in Texas, they're going to be using these child ID kits to help with their identification once these 
shootings happen. School shootings happen. Wow. What kind of world are we living in? With these midterms coming up, uh, there has been quite a bit of talk about uh, gun laws here in this country. There was a debate down in Florida with DeSantis, and uh, I can't remember her name right off the top of my head, but uh, she's trying to, you know, she's vying for that 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 seat down there in Florida, and that conversation, it, that debate started. So it is a a hot topic during these midterms, also along with everything else. So, three point eight million kids, quite possibly, if the parents select or or decide, because it's not mandatory, it's voluntary, they're going to be using these child ID kits. Wow. I keep asking, I keep saying to myself, and I keep asking and saying on this podcast, what kind of world are we living in? Times have changed. This is not normal. It can't be normal. There's no way, no how you can convince me otherwise. This is not normal. This is not something we should be used to. This is not something we should just say, hey, it is what it is and it's going to be what it's going to be. Not to the extent that it becomes normal. It, it, it becomes accepted. And that appears to be what is happening because uh, just like that parent said, it looks like for whatever reason, uh, whether they're in the NRA's pocket or or any other uh, group's pocket or they're beholden to a certain political group, it uh, looks like the state is pretty much throwing its hands up in Texas and saying, hey, we can't do anything about this, this gun violence. All we can do is have these kits at the ready. That's pretty much what they're saying. I'm just being honest with you here, folks. Just is. Certainly is a different world we are living in. Certainly is. Well, I'm going to get out of here, man. I got to get to work later on. Got some things to do before I go. Just wanted to come on here and talk to you guys for a few about a few things. And uh, certainly this uh, uh, school ID uh, kit is is, is certainly, it, it has so many layers. Once you start talking, once you start pulling it back, there's so many layers here that there just is, just is. Well, I'm going to get on out of here. That's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, wherever you are streaming, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Keep you in the loop. Thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought. Hey,